Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and I am delighted to be here talking to you over the miracles of technology. We do this twice a week. The common grace. The common grace. Not yeah. miracles. Mir- <laughs> common grace would be the definition. We do this twice a week for a little bit of your entertainment, uh, but hopefully your edification and encouragement in Christ. We get a guest on here to discuss what we are chewing on, what we're challenged by, and what we're just generally thinking about concerning God's word and his principles. This week, we've got Sean Duncan. Hello, Sean. Back again. Back again. Been a long time. It it has been a while. Yeah, we busted out like a ton, and then we took a couple weeks off. I just mean from the last one I was on. Oh, that is true. (laughs) Yeah, we're coming off a sub-eight minute with my ramblings. Uh, podcast, which is incredible. Yeah. That might be a record for all podcasts. Yeah, we could probably we could probably go shorter. <sighs> okay, let's, let's find try, out. Let's so out. we've been doing uh, Q and A's, blind Q and A's for Sean. That uh, hopefully are questions that pertain to you or uh, can address something in your life that you've thought about or struggled with. And uh, the question we are discussing today is: I have a family member. Okay. Is this you, Chris? No, this isn't me. Um, or a friend okay. who knows I'm a believer. Okay. They know the gospel. Okay. They are not. How do I evangelize to them? <clears throat> if they know you're a Christian, and if they know you're, if they know the gospel, unless they have, I, I would assume they've heard it from you in this scenario. Yeah, yeah. You have evangelized. Mm-hmm. There you go. How fast was that we episode? <laughs> we can't do it. That was some two minute. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's define evangelism then. Okay. So, evangelism comes from the Greek word euangelion, or as a verb, euangelizo, or euangelizomai, depending on on which word. Anyways, it just means uh, to bring good news or to to communicate good news. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we think that evangelism is the entire process from sharing the gospel with someone to then them being converted, mm-hmm. uh, experiencing true, genuine faith, um, being indwelled by the spirit. Um, conversion is the result of evangelism, but is not a part of evangelism. Those mm-hmm. are separate things. So the goal of evangelism and when evangelism is done is when you have have faithfully and clearly presented the gospel to someone spoken it to them okay um so not like through your actions yeah type of thing um um, don't let your actions contradict the gospel that you preach but you cannot preach the gospel merely with actions Mm -hmm. the word preach necessitates words so you have to communicate the gospel with words to someone if you have clearly articulated the gospel to the point where the the other person understands it Mm -hmm. you've done it that's it glory to god Huh. God be praised. Now the option, the 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 decision is now in in their court. Mm-hmm. Um, in Matthew ten, Jesus talks about um, Matthew ten, no Matthew eleven. Um, Jesus pronounce, uh, pronounces woes on on some of the cities where his mighty miracles had been done, and he says that they're going to experience a far greater uh, condemnation and judgment than Sodom and Gomorrah uh, or places like Tyre, like ancient biblical cities yeah. that suffered the wrath of God because of their sin. And basically Jesus is saying that there, when you have gospel clarity, you have higher accountability um, to deny the, the clear summons of the King of the universe to experience 
freedom, forgiveness, and amnesty from your treachery and sin. Mm-hmm. And to say no to that, you'll be held far more accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, the question is, I, I think maybe to rephrase the question, it's like, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like they're your friend, which means like they keep listening to you. So keep having those conversations because it sounds like they're open to it until they finally just say, I never want to talk about this again. And then you can make a final appeal, appeal and plea, but then just dust the shoes off your feet in the metaphorical sense and move on from, from that place and go on to the next. That's Jesus's advice to his apostles in, in Matthew chapter 10. Um, if they don't receive you, you move on. Um, but the work is done. You've done your job mm-hmm. to proclaim. So um, some tips I would give is <clears throat> everybody has a worldview and their worldview determines uh, how they how they interact with everyday events. And most people's worldviews are actually inconsistent with how they do that. So um, if you deny the existence of, of God or a God, then you don't have grounds for objective morality. Mm-hmm. Objective morality is the idea that murder is wrong always. If there is no objective moral lawgiver, then morals are subjectively arrived at. Uh, in other words, they're, they're agreed upon by the majority. And that's what an atheist position, a genuine atheist would, would say mm-hmm. is that these things are subjective. So let's just take that example. Let's say morals are subjective. It's just majority rule. Oh, that's really great that we happen to live in a majority society where we say uh, murder is wrong. Rape is evil. Kids should be cared for. We should take care of the, the elderly and the poor. That's awesome. What about though, uh, like about a hundred years ago in Europe? where majority said that we should kill Jews and we should kill people who, who orient their sexuality differently and people who um, are, are not as intelligent as us. We should just kill them. Mm-hmm. Well, the majority said it was okay. So how, how could we as a, a America, another nation go and impose our supposedly subjective morality onto another culture's subjective morality? Mm-hmm. So, um, that's an extreme example, but that goes down like all the way to like the simple things of, of, of lying, stealing, cheating, adultery. One person might say those things are wrong. The other person might say those things are right. And, and who are you to force your morality on someone else? Unless morality is an objective standard that we all must submit to rather than a, a subjective thing that we all just um, arrive at or conclude. So that'd be one example. I would have that conversation with that friend. Like, where do you think right and wrong? Co- do you think there's right and wrong? Mm-hmm. And if so, where does it come from? Another great conversation is, hey, do you think people have value? Oh, you do. Yeah, I agree with you. I think people have value. Where do you think human value comes from? The only answer to that question that is logically consistent is, the imago Dei, the image of God. Mm -hmm. God has created all people in his image and therefore all humans, because they are made in the image of God, they have intrinsic and equal value. That's why you're not better than me, Chris. As much as you want it to be true, you are not better than me. Every day before I go to bed. Does Sean think he's better than Chris? (laughs) No, no, no. I'm also not better than Chris. And also Brett's not better than us and we're not better than Brett. But also people of different skin tones are Mm -hmm. not better than each other. Same thing with people with different IQs, not better than each other. People with different physical capacities. Great athletes are not better than weaklings. Mm -hmm. 
it's not the case. However, if we're going to try to figure out something else rather than the imago date, the fact that humans are made in the image of God to root the value of humanity in, then we're going to anchor it in abilities or skills or traits, whether that be skin color or height or strength Mm -hmm. or intelligence or contribution to society or even things like, well, maybe the thing that gives me value is that I'm able to, to think consciously. Well, what about someone who's in a coma for a few months? Or what about someone on the tail end of their life who's experiencing dementia and they don't, the the cognitive abilities that they once had, have they all of a sudden lost value? Mm -hmm. And I think this friend sitting across the table would say, well, no, that person's still valuable. So they actually operate out of a Christian worldview without holding the Christian worldview. So having those conversations makes them realize, oh, there must be an answer to these questions. And there is. Mm-hmm. And the answer ultimately is found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That that God who created all people in his image, that he, um, although they rebelled against him, that he entered into creation and he lived for them. He died for them. He rose victoriously conquering sin and death so that they can be reconciled to him for all of eternity. Um, because although they, they've failed at holding his moral commands, he perfectly held them and gives the status of moral perfection to mm-hmm. all who trust him in this transaction. So those are a few tips. I have more, but I wanted this to be under 10 minutes. And I think I might've just hit it. <laughs> yeah. We've got a uh, 20 seconds left. There so. you go. Well, listener, that's all I got for you. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot there and, uh, uh, be faithful with the message of the gospel and leave the rest of it up to the work of the spirit and love them. All right. One more thing. Yeah. Pray fervently for them. Mm-hmm. You actually want to see someone, be called out of darkness into marvelous light. You got to pray fervently that God would do that because your um, compelling arguments will not bring someone into faith. Only the work of the spirit will do that. So you need to depend on God and pray a lot for that person. Facts. And with that, we have just breached 10 minutes. Ah. (laughs) If you had just left that last wonderful nugget out, just kidding. It was really good. Um, Listener, hopefully that is encouraging to you. We all have friends, family, coworkers that are non-believers who need the hope of the gospel. And we are responsible in some sense to them. So hopefully this episode helped you gain some clarity on what that sense is and uh, gave you some direction on how to care and love for them and be faithful to the word of God. All right. Until the next episode. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor and make disciples. Disciples.